Hi, it's Dr. Jenny, and thanks for tuning in to my Health Hacks podcast. This week, I am talking about gluten. So if you're following me on Facebook, you'll know that my challenge for the week is to go gluten-free for five days. And um, let's talk about why you would want to do that and and just what are the benefits of gluten. And it's kind of a hot button in the um, functional and alternative health medicine space. So let's talk about it a little bit. First of all, what is gluten? It's the protein in wheat. And think of it as, um, and it's also found in barley and rye. But think about it's sticky. <laughs> so that's why I think it causes so much, um, so many problems in the digestive tract because it, it just binds to the wall of the intestines and it, it affects your digestion. And then um, your immune system is heavily influenced by your, your digestive health too. So it, it plays a part in um, depressed immune system function too. So um, there, there are actually very few people Uh, a very small percentage of the population that is actually gluten intolerant, which is called um, celiac disease. That would be a true um, allergy to wheat. And and you can do a test for that. But more common is is people that say they have a a sensitivity to to wheat and they just don't feel good. They they get bloated after they eat it and um, they just feel bad. And and, um, let me just talk about a few things that if you have that problem, if you're intolerant to gluten, you might feel like you get headaches, you you're, you get weight gain, bloating, um, irritable bowel syndrome, just other kind of digestive issues, whether it just be diarrhea or just be con- um, constipation or going back and forth, joint and bone pain. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit too. Um, it also... Eating gluten, a lot of times it's very devoid of, of vitamins and minerals, so it contributes to low nutrient density. Um, you can also have depression, anxiety type symptoms, and that is has to do with the fact that it's wrecking your digestion and then you're not making the neurotransmitters that dopamine, for example, um, and, and serotonin is. 90, upwards of 90% of your serotonin is is manufactured in your gut. So when your digestion is off and your gut's not working right, you, you don't make those. And those are the um, things that make you feel good. So I, I often see, see that. Um, and I also have a lot of experience working with thyroids, especially autoimmune thyroid conditions like Hashimoto's. And wheat is extremely toxic in, in that situation to people. So um, if you're dealing with any kind of autoimmune disease, you've, you've got to get it out of there. Um, asthma, allergies, itchy skin, eczema, th- those kind of things. A lot of times those things are improved when people just give up the wheat in their diet. There's also um, a condition. It's a genetic condition. And as I um, dive into the world of epigenetics and um, DNA testing, which is an emerging um, science, is that I'm seeing this connection between joint pain and the consumption of wheat. And that is because about 50% of us are walking around with a genetic mutation where we don't break. Folic acid is toxic to us if we're in this group. And I have a, a, a mild genetic variant on this. So I am sensitive to folic acid. It's I, I just don't 
honestly believe folic acid is good for anybody. I believe there's better alternatives than that. Um, a methylated form of folate, like um, methotetrahydrofolate, would be a, a better choice. It would, you would just call that a methylated B vitamin or a methylated uh, folate. So anyway, um, as I'm learning more about this and it's emerging, so I'm always learning and always studying, that causes a lot of joint pain in people because folic acid is what is in anytime you see a cereal or a bread product or a, you know, some kind of pastry and it says um, enriched flour. Well, one of the things that they enrich it with or fortify it with is folic acid. So that that's the joint pain connection. And I think that's worth going a little bit extra into that. And you might think, gosh, people have been eating wheat for so long, and why is it all of a sudden nobody can eat it? Well, it's it's not it's not the same food that that we were eating in the past. First of all, it, it used to be sprouted, so that's a, a nutrient rich form of it, and and it's so much more processed now than it was. We bleach it, we bromate it, and um, we do all kinds of nasty things to it. We, we've hybridized it and genetically modified it so it would grow better. And we, we've just changed the food. And so it, it's not, you know, because if you look even back in ancient times, like the Bible, they, wheat is mentioned all the time and people did it. So how could it be bad for you? that change in the eighties, they started allowing um, something called glyphosate to be sprayed on wheat fields. That's essentially Roundup. So we're just, we're eating all these toxic chemicals that just, they're not good. So it's, maybe it's not even the gluten that's the problem, but it's the stuff that's on it. So um, we, it also, we know that it promotes inflammation and inflammation is one of the underlying um factors in almost any kind of chronic disease, whether it be heart disease or arthritis or um, you name it, Alzheimer's, all those have an inflammatory um, condition. So what, what are the foods that have gluten in them? Anything that has wheat in it. So your baked goods, your uh, donuts, cereal, all that kind of stuff. Um, any kind of rye bread, um, Barley has gluten in it. Um, it's in beer. It's in pizzas and pastas. It's in, you read like spaghetti sauce, even it'll say wheat flour or some kind of sauce. It's a thickening agent. So a lot of times they will add it to um, soups or things to thicken it. Um, most processed foods actually have that. So that, that is why I am going to uh, just kick off this five days of trying to go gluten-free and seeing if you like it. So um, that's my challenge to you this week is to just try it. I, most people, that's one of the first things I do when I work with someone one-on-one -on -one is we, we talk about diet and every diet that I, um, that I recommend is a gluten-free diet. Now that's not to say people never eat wheat when they're working with me, but um, you know, for the most part, the more you can eliminate the better. And, and most people just do, do better. And it's especially important when you have an, an active problem to get a handle on it, you have to cut it out. And, th and then you know if it's going to help to be gluten-free. And then you can decide for yourself, well, gosh, I, every time I eat that, I feel terrible. And um, so 
you know, that's, that's a, just a really great thing to do. And if you um, avoid it for, you know, the better part of a week, you'll, chances are you will feel so much better if you, uh, th- than you, than you have. Um, you'll notice a, b- a big difference. One of the things that I notice personally is bags under my eyes. I, I try to eat gluten-free, but, um, you know, I, I can't avoid it all the time. And so sometimes I'll get a hold of something with gluten in it. And that's the first thing I notice is this puffiness under my eyes. And that's just a sign of inflammation. So I know it affects me. And I know when I've had it, I look like, feel like I look 10 years older than I should because of that. So um, there are, you know, some people tolerate it better than other, others because of their genetics. And um, you can run a food sensitivity test on yourself and any good food sensitivity test will have gluten and and some will have different, you know, they'll have the wheat bran and they'll break it down depending on the the type of test you're doing. There's all kinds of things you can test for. Um, and, And I have done a lot of food sensitivity testing and I do it when I think it's appropriate, but it's 95, 90% of food sensitivities come from five foods and, and wheat is one of them. So, you know, I don't test as much as I used to with with that, because if I, we just eliminate these five things, wheat being one of them. And then if we feel better then we have saved ourselves from that test and, um, it's just, it's better. Now, if, if, if that doesn't work, then we have to revisit the, the testing. But I, I think in, with all the testing that I've done over the years with people, I've, I've seen one food sensitivity test that didn't come back with gluten as an, a food sensitivity for the person. So, I, I mean, everybody is, is, is having this issue, this sensitivity. And so uh, with very few exceptions in my experience. So anyway, um, that's, that's just kind of a, um, the, the why behind it. So I encourage you to just, um, join me on Facebook and, and check it out and try to, try to go five days. Five, and you can do anything for five days. And if you feel better, then you'll, um, you'll know that, Hey, I, I need to look at this and do this as much as I can. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I got for you this week on the, on the gluten front. So thanks for tuning in and um, we'll talk soon.